Greetings from sunny South Carolina. It is such a beautiful day and later this afternoon after I'm done working, I am excited to go lay at the pool, get some vitamin D and uh, get my chill on for this weekend. Um, today, what I wanted to talk to you about is I just wanted to provide a little bit of value and a little bit of encouragement on ways that you can communicate with your ideal student and build your class following and really just encourage people to come to your class without feeling like you're imposing or being over salesy or anything like that. I know sometimes it can feel like that when we're trying to um, promote our classes or our studio owner is asking us to get on social media and talk about what it is that we do. Um, that would be me asking my teachers <laughs> to get on social media and talk about their skills and talk about their their class. But so I thought I'd give you a couple of ideas because I know from experience that that can feel really intimidating for a lot of new teachers. When you're thinking about communicating effectively to your student, we want to actually reframe our own mindset about communication in general. What we need to shift our mindset to is providing value to people and telling them the benefit of what it is that your class is going to give them. And when you can shift that mindset and you can start to provide value to people, even if that doesn't mean that you're gonna get them to class that very next day or that very next time slot that you teach, we're, we're simply planting a seed. And so when you can think about talking about your classes in this way, it won't feel so um, high pressure, you know, high pressure salesy. I remember being in this mindset a lot when I was a younger teacher of being, of feeling really anxious about my class numbers and about whether or not people were gonna come. And if they didn't show up, what does that say about me as a teacher and so on and so on. Another thing that we don't wanna become attached to is the, the, our class numbers for the purpose of aesthetics or sort of in that, um, that kind of likes uh, category. You know, the more likes I get on social media, the, the better I must be. Um, and, and that's not true, that's not accurate. It, that can be really detrimental to a lot of younger teachers uh, with their confidence and with also their their growth personally as an instructor. I always tell my teachers, when you can learn how to deliver a powerful and transformational class to one or two or three people, you know you're on your way to becoming a teacher that people will really remember and they will start to talk about. So let's dive in. When you're communicating with your ideal student and you're telling people about your class, the first thing that you wanna do is figure out your communication method. What is the vehicle, your main vehicle, um, that you're gonna to communicate to your clients with? For most people in this, in this day and age, that's either gonna be text or email or social media. Right, text, email, or social media. We don't really do phone calls anymore. In fact, that might be kind of weird, but if you are, if you do do phone calls or you do do virtual calls or whatever, you have another platform, then identify that and make that your center of focus for your communication. And then you want to create from there a singular message that is almost like your elevator speech. Now, I think where a lot of people get hung up on this singular message is that 
they think that that has to be their message forever. So if, if you're like me and you are, you are a big commitment phobe, then um, what you can do is you can create a message for that week, okay? And that might help you to actually craft and, and craft your unique message, even if it's just for that week from a more authentic place so that you're not freaked out about having to hold that forever and ever and being committed to that same message. But you wanna create that, you can use that as a headline, you can use that as your opening statement. When you are crafting your either weekly message or your, if you already know what, what it is that you do, your central theme, your central message, you want to think about that message from various perspectives that your ideal student will identify with, that they'll find commonality with. Somebody told me once that people either buy or purchase to prevent their life from being worse or to make their life better in a luxurious way. Very rarely do people buy something because they're in a logical place. So I'm gonna give you some examples of, um, of ways that you can approach your central message. Number one could be lack of time. And so you wanna think about your message and you wanna look at how you can provide a solution. So a lot of times people will not come to yoga for this very reason because it doesn't feel urgent to them. Whereas working out and burning mega calories and losing weight does feel urgent. And so this is an emotional state that um, as a yoga teacher, you should actually know and accept. I've come across so many yoga teachers that don't ever want to bring in this component of yoga. There are many people that come to yoga purely for physical benefits. So as an instructor, if you do teach to a more fit crowd, you want to let them know why yoga is not going to interfere with their busy schedule and why yoga is going to help them create time in their life or why yoga isn't going to take away from their already established fitness routine, but it's going to enhance it. Okay. Another obstacle could be motivation and discipline. And why this is an obstacle, um, I will tell you right now, is because when a person doesn't come into yoga or they don't start a fitness program, not only do they have a probably a lack of motivation and a lack of discipline, but that motivation and that lack of motivation and discipline is driven by a lack of belief that they can actually achieve it or the thing. So that goes pretty deep. They, will, they won't come because they don't think they'll stick to it. So we wanna talk about, from your unique message, you wanna talk about how you can provide a solution to staying motivated and disciplined, or you wanna provide your process for how to stay motivated and disciplined. And I'm gonna give you mine um, so I'll, I'll let you know. I use a process in the yoga room and I teach this to our YTTs called the movement matrix. So there are four stages in the movement matrix, unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence. Then you have unconscious competence, or excuse me, then you have uh, conscious competence and then you have unconscious competence. So there are four stages. And inside of each stage of, mo of movement development, 
people have a set of obstacles. They have a set of mental obstacles. So when a person is in their first stage, they, they don't know what they don't know, that unconscious incompetence, then some of those obstacles are gonna be things like they feel intimidated to come into class because they don't know how to set up their mat or they don't know what things they need to bring or they feel like everybody's looking at them because it's taking them much longer to get in a pose or they feel like they don't want to come back because they didn't feel successful because the class moved too quickly for them things like that so as the communicator of that student i may provide value by intervening by giving them an faqs of what to bring to class uh, making sure that I beeline toward them as soon as I see them walk in. And then I might speak to things like everybody has had a first time on the mat. It takes a time for us to learn and understand our bodies in this new way of moving. So I offer a lot of comfort and a lot of reassurance without pointing them out in front of other people. So that's a way that I could speak to an objection of motivation or discipline. Another obstacle that you could look at from your personal message and speak to it is physical limitations or health issues. Inviting people to your class who, are, who don't have the capacity to do your class is, it's just kind of mean, right? It's like, you don't want people to come into your class who are gonna fall down, right? If, you're, if you don't know how to, if that's not your skill set in teaching to somebody who's new, you know, having them come into class is not necessarily the best thing for them. It doesn't give them any kind of value. And so that's not your ideal student. You do know that, that the classes that you're gonna work with have some kind of a physical limitation or a health issue, provide the solution to it. If you've got somebody who comes in and you know that they have a lot of anxiety, then, and you're providing maybe a sound bath class or a restorative class, that's a great place to insert value while overcoming an obstacle without feeling salesy. You're not even saying, come to my class. You're just saying, here's what I do and here's how I can help you you know, planting the seed. Uh, this I see a lot in the yoga room is unrealistic expectations that lead to burnout too quickly. I see this on the teacher's side and on the practitioner's side. Speaking to students who have unrealistic expectations, I think, again, you could use, you know, your process to speak to them, whatever your process is, minus the movement matrix. So I might talk about, especially if people who come in, um, they set unrealistic expe expectations because they're really fit. Um, they've already done CrossFit or they're, you know, an athlete or this or that, and they are not used to moving uh, in a hot room the way that we move can all of this sudden sort of smack them on their face. And it can feel really intimidating to come back if you haven't felt successful in that class. So I want to inform people and maybe at this point, I'm not really providing an emotional comfort, but I'm even providing maybe a more logical or scientific explanation and overcoming that objection in that way. Just letting them know how, you know, it takes a minute for our body to develop proprioception and da 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 da. We need to build strength, give our bodies time to adapt and so on and so on. Thinking about these obstacles from your message perspective, from your voice. Lack of guidance and knowledge. The reason I have this list is because I keep saying I see this all the time and these are my most common uh, things that I see, which is why I'm giving you this list. But uh, a lack of guidance or knowledge. 
Many new teachers will lose students really fast because they are not actually stepping into the role of the yoga teacher or the leader. A lot of times as a new teacher, you feel like you're not, you know, well, they've been practicing longer than me or they're older than me or they're really cute. I don't want to talk to him or set, you know, something like that. And so that lack of guidance or that lack of, um, uh, what it would seem like to the practitioner knowledge can be a real distraction and a detraction from coming back to your class and that's a, a detraction for retention. You want to make sure that when you are speaking and communicating to your ideal student that you do establish rapport and that's that trust that we talk about a lot in our yoga teacher training by demonstrating leadership skills and knowledge, but not in a dogmatic way, of course, in a compassionate way where we're leading and we're not telling, but we're really leading people to experience their own feedback and to make the most wise decisions in their practice from that feedback. Distractions and competing priorities. I think I said this at the beginning of this, of this talk was that a lot of people don't think that yoga is worth their time. So it's our job to provide enough value to our students to let them know that yoga is worth their time and so that we don't have a lot of competing priorities but distractions such as work or family or commitments or social engagement engagements are another way that you can add value to your clients by telling them uh, via your communication making time for your yoga practice every single day makes you a better parent Yoga makes you a better human, hands down. So if you have any kind of a relationship in your life, if you're a salesperson, if your career relies heavily on dealing with people, if you have a lot of anxiety naturally, yoga is the solution. It's always the solution, isn't it? I just wanna conclude with this. When you're thinking about building your class following, it's important to establish your communication uh, system. So whether it's going to be email or text or social media, you want to think about creating your personal message and then you want to start to add value from the perspective of your personal message. Right? So we want to speak directly to our ideal student and we want to speak from their point of view rather than from our point of view. My best practices for adding value to your students without focusing on the selling aspect is to understand their needs and understand potential obstacles, provide educational content to them, and then offer personalized recommendations by simply identifying a problem and then offering a solution. Um, and using testimonials is, I think, one of the best ways to build your client base. And then finally, you want to engage in active listening. Whether they're already your students or whether they're uh, potential students, you actually want to kind of talk to people and listen to what they're saying really listen to what it is that they are not happy with or listen to what it is that they are happy with and see how you can add value around those specific areas you can also add a layer of really great customer service by providing an email for them to contact you if they ever have any questions or to DM you if they want to get started. Adding value to your students rather than selling your students is one of the best ways 
that I think you can build your class following. That requires you to reframe your mindset to just, I'm literally giving people some knowledge that will benefit their life. Like I am paying it forward. Just to wrap up, if social media is your preferred method of communication, and especially if you have a business that is uh, self-propelled, like you're not in a studio, but you're actually going out and booking events, unless people are being actively driven to your website or you're actively telling people what you do, like I provide uh, handstand workshops to local studio owners, you know, very specifically um, making an offer, people won't necessarily know who you are. And so you might not be getting a lot of engagement on your social media pages or over your email. You might not be getting a lot of clicks or a lot of conversions in that way. So what I wanna suggest for you to do is start directing people to a landing page and on that landing page, don't make it a, a large website, just make it a singular page. And that should be a page that very clearly and succinctly lets people know who you are and what you do. So that when you are providing that value content, they can like one click over to looking at the hard facts of what it is that you're doing, all right? You can have a video on there. You can talk about the benefits of your handstand workshop. You can give rates on there if you want to, or you can uh, put in an opt-in form where you contact them to set up a call, however you're working your business in that way. And I hope you found some useful tips today in my, in my podcast, and I appreciate you listening and I appreciate your support. If you are interested in learning more or growing your business or even becoming a yoga teacher, I want you to head over to soulshineyou.com and take a look around. We've got courses that are being launched all throughout 2023. Our next course that is launching is our fall YTT 200 hour hybrid program. I'm really proud of this program. This is one of the best programs that I personally have ever seen and I've taken a lot of them. I am so proud of it. I'm proud of everyone who's contributed to this program. Wendy Hawkins, Megan Cato, Tori Neiman, all excellent leaders in the field of yoga and fitness. If I can just brag on it a little bit more, this hybrid program is designed specifically for people who are busy or who cannot commit to a year-long practice. You're gonna get a year's worth of information. We don't, we don't skimp on the information. And I know a lot of yoga teacher trainings do because they wanna turn and burn yoga teachers. They just wanna get them in, get them out in like a month. You can complete this program in as quickly as three months, but you can take up to 12 months if you need. So this hybrid program comes with an online course and once you've completed your online course, and that online course is coupled with weekly Q&A calls, once you complete this course, you'll move on to phase two. And phase two includes your actual practice 
hours. We have three weekends that you're required to attend, only three, we whittled them down to three. That's a Friday night through a Sunday night. We, we schedule three weekends each semester. So if you're a student at Clemson or you're a student somewhere else and you're traveling in, you know that you'll have to attend three live weekends. Because you have 12 months to complete the program, you should have plenty of time to plan and prepare for these weekends. So we make this really accessible for anyone, whether you live in the Clemson area or whether you live somewhere else. Head over to soulshineu.com. This program is 100% worth it. I believe in it and I would love to work with you.